Hello, hello, and welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast presented by Shady Rays. We are coming to you live from the Legacy Club at Circa. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. And we also have some special guests joining us as well. Next to Espo, we've got Derek Stevens, CEO and owner of Circa Resort and Casino and Circa Sports. And next to him, we've got Chris Wilberding, Director of Operations here at Circa. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Great to great to be on the show. Great to see everybody. Finally, a starting five I can fuck with. <laughs> Let's do it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Circa has been an absolute delight to be at the last couple of days, whether it's been just in our rooms, which are fantastic, or hanging out at Victory Burger, Stadium Swim, now the Legacy Club up here. This is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what, uh, what type of room view do you have? You guys looking over Stadium Swim? Oh, I am. Yeah, yes. this is not a bad view, huh? Uh, dude, it's it's epic. It's epic. I, <laughs> I agree. It. I, love it. I think we share an interior decorator, though, the Legacy Club, and I, I have the same gold bar uh, yeah. thing in my home as well. <laughs> oh, so. do you? Yeah, <laughs> great. I love it. When you guys were, when you guys look at Circa, what are you trying to create vibes-wise? Like, what is your goal for the people who come to Circa to just enjoy things? Yeah, I've been coming to Vegas for a long time, and uh, when we had a chance to uh, take this city block and design something from scratch, uh, the one thing um, a lot of people said, "Well, what's the theme going to be?" What you know, things like that. I said, "I really don't want a theme. I wanted to, uh, I want to celebrate the history of Las Vegas." And uh, right here, like where we're at right now, we're right in the middle of the entire valley. You get the you get the great view to the north. You got the strip to the south, Red Rock Mountains, and uh, we wanted to celebrate the history of of Vegas. So not like circa 1930. Or circa 1950 or circa 1990, we just wanted to celebrate all the eras. And when you're up here, you get to see how all, how all of Vegas kind of kind of started. I mean, if we were if we were right here, if this would have been 30 years ago, half of Vegas wouldn't even be here right now. So <laughs> kind of gives you a little perspective on things. So that's kind of what we wanted to do. Beyond that, we celebrate sports, we celebrate drinking, we celebrate having a good time. <laughs> we love that. that. Sounds like our show. Right. <laughs> how did the concept of the stadium swim come about? Because that's obviously the one of the most iconic parts of, of this hotel. Uh, who who is the Imagineer behind that? Well, if, if you <laughs> if you go up, I'm going to let you finish the story. If you go up uh, Stadium Swim, you know you're on the second floor. You got the box office, and you got the the longest escalator in the state yes. of Nevada. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, it was the stairway to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a sign of with with about about 60 names or so, and what that is is that's a group that uh that i included that we went out and we did research fully immersive research (laughs) through through arizona california miami all over the country every pool in vegas and uh we just came up with something i mean it wasn't really uh it wasn't really some big uh design consultant it was basically um it's the the root the root element was my wife likes to likes to go to uh go to a pool um i like going to a pool she likes music I like music. Mm-hmm. She she really wasn't wasn't sweating out the bets, but I'm you know on a Sunday afternoon I'm gonna have twenty bets going, and I needed to have a television I could see. So uh, so um, we developed something with with uh, betting and with the with the big screen out there, one hundred and forty three foot screen, and then all of us just took time time going out, and uh, we effectively spent two years getting hammered on weekends, yeah. <laughs> sketching <laughs> sketching things out and trying to decipher what we what we sketched out on a Monday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd say research days were uh, the most fun days. Those would de- generally Re- research be, be classified as Sunday <laughs> fun days. It was it really started one. Football season was over, 
uh, you know, before Circuit was built, we'd all be kind of hanging out at the D around Long Bar. And, uh, you know, it was the next morning and it was Sunday morning and everyone would be there at 8 a.m. And obviously the select crew that he'd grab was like, all right, where are we going today? And uh, we would research the absolute shit out of all these clubs around Vegas. So it was a fun Sunday for sure for everyone involved, uh, especially when it was every single Sunday during that summer. Yeah, if you guys need a Phoenix wing of the research department, yeah, yeah. Saul and I are available. One of my favorite elements of the hotel is Vegas Vicky. Uh, can you tell me the story behind that? Was I know it's a reclamation project, basically, right? Yeah, so, um, you know, on this city block, so where we're at, we're between Main Street and First, between Fremont Street and Ogden, so it's a full city block, and when we started putting this together, there were nine businesses here, and it's pretty crazy, but we were able to purchase each one of these, and I never thought this could happen, but, it, but all the stars aligned. And then uh, what we did is we went through a demolition process. So we demolished all the buildings while we were going through design of building Circa. And on one of the buildings, it was an old strip club called the Glitter Gulch. You probably <laughs> heard that term. And outside the building, you had Vegas Vicky, the sign hanging on the side of the building. So what happened was it kind of fell, fell apart a little bit over the years. But we kind of thought, you know, we should save this. And take that from the outside and move it inside and make it make it uh, visual. It's a very iconic sign. Yeah. You know, I guess I guess this day we say, well, we took Vicky. You know, she was hanging in the streets for three decades. We shipped her <laughs> shipped her ass off to rehab. Got her got her full of neon, ready to roll, and we brought her inside. So now everybody can come inside, take a picture, like a true gentleman. He, he took care of Vicky. I like it. So, so now Vegas Vicky is one of the most iconic, uh, iconic signs, you know, I think in Vegas history. We, yes. And we, we like to celebrate a little bit of the history of Vegas. So that's why we wanted to bring the sign inside and kind of celebrate Vicky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously we're here for NBA Summer League. We love basketball. Can we interest you guys into coming and being a part of the bandwagon that is the Phoenix Suns right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Just for background, I'm, I'm a Belgian, so I'm a kind of Kamara guy. So I've been, I've been following him. He had a great game in, yeah, in game one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. I assume I assume you're a Brown guy. He's because he's a Michigan State guy. So that that's kind of where where it would go. But but yeah, we're we're interested. We we love we love the NBA here. I mean, Tumani Kamara is fantastic. Yep. And uh, he and I are best friends. I don't know if you know that. I just like to throw that out to everybody. <laughs> They're not. Uh, They're uh, not. But but also you know you guys are both Michigan guys. Uh, one's a Michigan Michigan State guy. Uh, but Demma Booker from Michigan as well. Uh, you, have you guys followed his career, and, and what, what are your overall impressions of how he's taken this franchise from basically nothing to uh, one of the best teams in the, in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker's a beast. Uh, and, and, you know, the way he can pop, pop off and, you know, dropping 40 and dropping 50, you know, seeing those games is very exciting to see. And, you know, I haven't obviously, I'll be completely honest, not the biggest NBA guy, but being able to see a Michigan guy go out and do that and kind of lead, you know, a, a Phoenix Suns team, it, it's pretty cool to see. Can I tell you on why you should be an NBA guy, in particular the Suns? Please. Michigan State. Matt Ishpia, Justin Ishpia, yeah, the two main yep, owners, yep. Michigan State guys. And then our CEO's a Michigan guy, uh, Josh Barberstein. Yeah. So uh, so we can get you there's in. A, there's a lot of crossover in. there. The, the yeah. Michigan propaganda is, yeah. is real. Listen, <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of connections here. It's going to work out really well. I was in I was in Scottsdale when uh, when um, the Ishpia announcement happened, and uh, it was pretty amazing. I was listening to a couple of the local stations, and uh, – Boy, the energy and energy coming on, and then obviously what happened right before the trade deadline and Ishbia <laughs> giving the approval, boom, that was something. Yeah, oh, what, yeah. what were we there? For? We were there for the waste open. We were waste management, weren't we? When that came out, 
We were there for the waste <laughs> management open, but I think you probably said it more correctly. We were there for the waste. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. Everybody in Arizona has gone to the waste open. Yeah. <laughs> for Basically sure. Basically what it is. Yeah, well, what, gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping in and joining us. Thank you for the hospitality. Just yeah. real quick for everyone watching and listening, uh, give us your best sales pitch. Why should they choose Circa? Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you the Cir- Circa's uh, got, got the best view of anywhere in Vegas, of all of Vegas. And, um, you know, this is this Legacy Club is one of our destinations where you, you it's, a, it's a must visit. Whether you're staying here or not, you got to come up to Legacy Club one night. And then uh, Stadium Swim is uh, is a must see outdoor aqua amphitheater, 143 foot screen and uh, great place. Eight pools to be able to watch everything. And then uh, down below, um, you know, if you like sports, this is where you got to come. It's the world's largest sports book. It's, it's yeah. amazing. I tried to do that in 30 seconds. Oh, that's no, fantastic. That's what do you got? Well, well, I, I, mean, I don't, don't, don't want to you know, top, top, top the owner here, but we created a sports lover's paradise. Yes. So if you love sports, there's no doubt you're going to fall in love with Circa. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got people in the chat saying that you guys hosted some Vegas Golden Night Watch parties that were an absolute blast. So we are, you already got fans in I our chat that. right now, you guys. I love that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. We really appreciate you, and thank you for the hospitality. We'll definitely be back. Well, thank you very much for being with us, and uh, you're more than welcome. We love everybody from uh, from Phoenix coming up this way. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, e- Thanks, easy trip to make and well worth it. Well worth A million it. Percent. Everybody listening and watching right now, make sure you guys check out Circa. It is an absolute blast over here. So whether you are staying here or just visiting Las Vegas, you have to come in and check it out. Also, want to tell you guys about our friends over at OG's. Uh, You know we love our friends over at OG's. They do not miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. You can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OG's Brands. And, of course, you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Make sure you check out that brand new uh, limited edition pink lemonade gummy while you're out there looking at it. And, of course, Game Time is the place to go to snag the tickets without the stress. If you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, now we're going to welcome in the fourth member of the PHNX. I don't like – can we switch seats, Gerald? I'm not comfortable. You guys should switch seats. This is odd. I don't like this this at all. Now i got to look this direction here. I'm too comfortable now. I sat down. It's over. Gerald's like, I already took a nap, so I'm not going to be able to wake up anymore all right guys let's talk a little bit of suns basketball it's been a busy weekend here in las vegas for summer league gerald uh so i know you guys have been catching up with tons of people down at the thomas and mac center one of which is nikaius duncan and you talked to him just about how the the suns did in free agency suns obviously had limited room to work with limited flexibility but they did a really nice job with their vet minimums what do you think of their offseason and some of the guys they were able to get well they signed Bobo, so i mean what you throw him <laughs> in there <laughs> but no in all seriousness i think they did a really good job considering the limitations that they had with the cap like i think suns fans are really going to enjoy kpd i think he he's going to be he's going to be fun defensively and if the shooting proves real i think i tweeted about it once the signing came through like i think it can be the steal of the offseason if the shot really holds firm for him just someone that knows how to connect can knock down some shots and defensively can guard all over the place and if phoenix is going to lean more into switching which is what i think based on the personnel that they have and what they've added so far i think they're going to lean more into the switching than they did next year i mean last year 
I think it just works. And you add Eric Gordon, who can slip a little bit defensively, but obviously can't guard up a position because of how strong he is. It's not a switch guy. You bring Josh Kogi back and defend his tail off at the point of attack. I think they have enough to formulate a top 12 defense. And look at the offensive potential of this group. Top 12 might be all they need to really be an elite team, again, provided that they stay healthy. But I, I love it. You get Utah in there. Like I think there's a level of lineup versatility that they have. They really address the corner shooting thing in particular based on <laughs> yeah. what happened uh, in that Denver series. So I, I liked a lot of their moves. I think they did a really good job. Well, that's nice praise from Nikias Duncan. We appreciate that. Uh, I also think the Suns did a really nice job. What do you guys think? Oh, I think they did a fantastic job. <clears throat> and we've talked about it at length. Uh, and we're going to get to a segment at the end of uh, this show that kind of talks about somebody bringing up that we didn't do enough uh, <laughs> and that we don't really know who we are. So, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I think they have done absolutely enough, especially bench-wise, to, to uh, cover up the weaknesses that they had from a year ago. Um, some of the deficiencies that they looked at, they tried to address. And I just think overall their length is, is better than it was a, a year I always felt like, like, Torrey Craig's phenomenal, don't get me wrong, but I always felt like he was in between positions, like he's a small forward and a power forward kind of in between. I think when you look at a guy like Keita Bates-Diop, he's kind of the same, except because of his length, it makes it a little bit more tricky um, uh, in, in size-wise and versatility-wise. It gives you a little bit more. And so I'm just excited about this this team overall. Yeah, you know, I'm excited that Nikias actually sees it. There's so many national guys who are just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nikias actually was one of the first to jump on this bandwagon, loved the Beal move, really enjoyed what they did in free agency. And, you know, sometimes I need validation. We, we can be in an echo chamber here uh, in regular life, too. Sometimes I need validation. Surprise, enough. surprise. But that, on it. I thank you. you. Oh, look at that. We finally got the hug. It took wow. Vegas. But, you know, two years and a trip to Vegas. Well, no, that's the first time on camera. But, uh, anyway, look, I, I like that Nikaias sees it, though, uh, because there's, there's just so many good things that have happened this offseason. I lo know a lot of people are nostalgic for the 2021 run and the, the guys that were, you know, were homegrown. But when you look at this, this is the best Suns team in terms of top-tier talent. And then I think even bench depth that with some of the guys that they added that we've seen in at least the last 20 years. And I'd go as far as potentially ever in terms of, in terms of top talent. This, the start, the, these four guys that are going to be in the starting lineup are the four most talented guys you've had in one starting lineup. With the Suns, and that's no slight to the '93 team. That's no slight to seven seconds or less. This is just this is top end talent. Oof. You've got you've got three guys in Booker, KD, and Bradley Beal that are top thirty NBA guys. I'm sorry, I love Nash, I love Amari, I love Marion, but they were not all those guys. Right, and then you add in DeAndre Ayton, uh, who is sure he hasn't lived up to everything we thought. But when he becomes your fourth option, he might be the best fourth option in Suns history. Yeah, I, I I'm really high on what they did this summer because, like you said, like the Bradley Beal thing. If you can make that happen for as little as they had to give mm -hmm. up, if you're looking at it like what he brings to the table is more than what Chris Paul was able to give you in terms of being a scoring threat. Obviously, not the same playmaker or true point guard. But you add in Bradley Beal for such a low price, and then you go out and you just dominate on the margins in free agency with role players for vet minimums that can help you 
Um, Nikias mentioned it like KBD is a guy that we're really going to love here because uh, I think he said it. If, if the shooting holds up, if it proves to be real like it was last season, um, his defensive versatility could make him one of the biggest steals of the offseason. And that's something um, I believe the Athletics' John Hollinger said as well. So there are national guys that are high on what the Suns have done. They like what they've done. Obviously, they didn't get any more game changers because that would be ridiculous on top of already getting Bradley Beal like we already got one. Um, but it, it's nice to hear the national guys like they like what the Suns have done. Okay, yeah. KBD. Mm-hmm. That, that's not hype. That's when you look at a guy no, that signs just, a minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just gonna say it now. Go ahead, you know, say like it. I, this is it's not hype. The guy shot well on what was the worst team in basketball with the Spurs. Now when you look at it, he's going to get open looks. Uh, this is just a high value signing mm-hmm. for a guy that that is really one of your bench guys that you signed for a minimum. I it's not hype, it's just value is what it is with uh, with KBD. You know, uh, this is going to be a subtle flex. I'm just going to say it. You know, uh, Gerald and I were walking around um, uh, the wind last night, and we saw Kata, mm-hmm. uh, and he passed us, and we said, welcome to the Valley, and he was really nice and cordial and moved about his way. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. He's mm-hmm. he's taller than I thought he was, and he's he's not – he looks like he's, a, you know, kind of skinny on TV. In person, he was a little he, – he was girthier. <laughs> He was. He oh was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Also, girthier than girth. Yeah, he was girthier right. than girth. Also, we saw J. Cole. There you go. <laughs> we did see J. Cole. <laughs> I was so excited about J. Cole. Fantastic. I mean, okay, well, let's skip around a little bit here. Um, we were talking a lot about Kata Bates-Diop. A lot of people have brought him up in the conversation around the Suns. Gerald, you also caught up with a former teammate of his, Doug McDermott. Uh, let's see what Doug McDermott had to say about Kata. Um, just a very versatile player. You know, he can play um, a lot of different positions. He can guard a lot of different positions. I think you're going to be surprised at some of the stuff he's able to do around the rim with his length. Like, just he can finish layups I've never seen uh, just because how long his arms are. And uh, more than that, just like an unbelievable guy, really good locker room guy, uh, one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. So I was sad to see him go, but I was also happy to see him in Phoenix uh, because I think it's a great spot for him. Oh, Dougie Buckets likes him. Yeah. All right. Dougie McBuckets. Yeah. I love me some Dougie, Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, he was he was super nice. He just he set aside like two or three minutes to talk to me about him and um, about Drew Eubanks. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's really high on what the Suns have done, and he's happy for both of them that they get to go to Phoenix and contend right away. So that's that's always good. I mean, most of these guys say nice things about each other. They're former teammates, obviously, but – um, you know, one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with is pretty strong praise. So, well, I mean, and I don't think every guy just blows smoke about former teammates. That's true. Can't imagine Jordan Poole's doing the uh, media circuit about Draymond Green right now. <laughs> Listen, he did get asked about that. Can I just sidebar real quick? Like, stop asking him about that. Just... <laughs> but I, I like that. It sounds like he's going to be a good locker room guy. Which it, it sounds, based on what we've heard from Frank Vogel, he's all about have fun but work hard mm-hmm. and and you need good locker room guys to lead that as well i like that uh as a bench guy he's also going to be good for the locker room mm-hmm, absolutely gerald you also mentioned it you spoke with uh doug about drew eubanks here's what he had to say about him as well you mentioned drew as well what what do fans need to know about his defense because he's got he's a pretty good rim protector he really is don't know that. he really is he's a very strong mobile uh, mobile athlete and uh, he just makes the right play on offense, too. You know, he knows his role, um, and he, he's a really good communicator out there, too. So 
I think uh, obviously replacing Jock with Drew is, you know, they're very similar, um, great guys, and uh, I think I think he's gonna have a great year for the Suns as well. I've I've been saying it, and, and this is no disrespect to Jock because we all love him, um, and he's gonna do great things in Houston, and he was he would have been suited for this role as well. Um, but Drew Eubanks gives you a little bit of something different. They're they're similar in terms of their productivity, but they do it in different ways. Um, Drew Eubanks, I feel like, is a little bit more aggressive at the rim, um, both offensively and defensively. And uh, that little bit of pop, um, I, one of the things that I feel like we kind of missed a little bit last year is, like, you didn't have anybody that was just going to, like, try to take your head off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've shored that up in a couple different ways uh, through through free agency. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm a big Drew Eubanks guy before I even watched him play a single second for the Suns because I've seen his other games and, I, and I've been impressed. And I think he's going to do big-time things with this offense that doesn't need much from the interior because they're so good um, offensively. Yeah, I agree. I think he's actually going to be the surprise of these offseason signings. I think he's going to be the guy – Suns fans gravitate too because it's going to be high energy. You're going to get some of those dunks that uh, that Suns fans clamor for from the center position, uh, and I I think he's going to surprise. And what Vogel will be able to do with him defensively mm-hmm. as a rim protector, uh, I think is going to catch uh, catch some attention as well. So I think Drew Eubanks, if I'm going to hype somebody that's on this Suns bench, he might be the guy that I do that. He, he rates really well as a rim protector, a guy that opponents shot, I think, 4 or 5% worse at the rim when he was guarding them. Um, and that's that's all you need out of your backup center. Like, you need a guy that's efficient. You need a guy that's athletic. And for all the concerns about the Suns' big three, their age, their injury history, which is fair, um, they have added a little bit of athleticism on the margins with a guy like Drew Eubanks, underrated athlete, uh, Kamara. We saw what he's how yeah. he's able to elevate. Um, so it's it's going to be good. These guys aren't going to play huge roles, but they're going to fill them well. And that's what you need out of your bench. And that's what they didn't get last year. Who do we think is going to have the um, best poster this season, Eubanks or Kamara? Because I feel like both of them have it in them, and we're going to get one. It's a million percent going to be Eubanks. You think? I mean, just the playing time alone probably leans in his favor. But he also, you know, to to dunk on people, sometimes you got to have that like give up. I don't give a fuck mode in your head. Like I don't care if I get injured myself. I'm going to destroy this guy at the rim. (laughs) And Eubanks is that just that perfect kind of crazy? It looks like. Yeah, I think Eubanks is going to catch a couple bodies, and when he's dunking which will make it uh, a lot of baptisms in the footprint (laughs) center this year granted kamara may be playing against fourth string guys after you're up 30 so he might uh, he might make a a pretty big poster then i'm gonna want my air air eubanks shirt there you go you heard that eric yeah Um. when when he ends aaron gordon on christmas i want a (laughs) t-shirt the best part about that shirt by the way it was Landry Sherman. Knock it off. <laughs> we have a no Landry. We have a no Landry slam it uh, rule here now. All right. we have an embargo. That's the last one. That's the last one ever. You've said ever. that every single liar. time. <laughs> it's the last one for this show. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the last one from Vegas. Oh, Liar. We still have a whole other show tomorrow. I don't believe Oh, fuck. I thought this was the last show. Nope. Still got a whole other one. So I was like one of those bands that keeps going. I'm going on my final tour, and 30 years later, <laughs> then they stop playing. You got to play the hits, man. <laughs> oh, man. My goodness. All right. So we talked about Kata Bates-Diop. We've talked about Drew Eubanks. Let's now talk a little bit about Eric Gordon because, Gerald, you caught up with Clippers writer Justin Russo, and he had some nice things to say about him. 
Uh, obviously, everyone knows about the gravity where he can just, you know, 35 feet he'll pull up. But I think also the one thing that got lost with Eric is um, he's better defending threes and sometimes uh, switchable fours than he is on guard. You don't want him really out on the perimeter defending against speedy guards, but he plays up a position. I think with the Clippers, what he kind of got lost in is that Kawhi and PG weren't really ever healthy at the same time. So it kind of muddied his role, and they expected more out of him than kind of what he gave them. But he did shoot 42% from three. I think people didn't really realize that, but they're getting a good solid vet. He knows his role. He's just not going to overexert himself and try to take a role that isn't, you know, something he's comfortable with. But Gerald, he's past his prime. <laughs> he can't do it. That's what I keep hearing about Eric Gordon. Yet 42% uh, three-point shooting, I think that could help. Yeah, it definitely could help. And like we've been talking about, the dude has uh, the fourth highest uh, distance from the three-point line when he shoots his threes in the NBA. So this is a guy that is not just going to hit threes, but you have to account for him four, five, six feet past the three-point line. That helps your spacing a ton. Um, so I think that's really going to help the Suns. He's still a very good finisher around the rim despite being older. Um, and defensively, he rates pretty well. I know Justin said he doesn't. you don't want him on the perimeter, but he is a guy because he is so strong that he's a little more switchable than you would expect uh, given his size. Are you concerned that he's not going to have to shoot from that far out because he's been so wide open that it might throw him off? <laughs> that I mean, <laughs> it happened to Terrence Ross, That's to be true. honest That's with true. you. He wasn't used to being that open, so yeah. hopefully it doesn't uh, it doesn't bother or EG, but I, I don't think – I think there's a, there are levels to this between the two of them. There's back-to-back years we've had a smaller guard, if you will, that is physical and strong enough to hold – the attack at uh, down low on the in the post. Chris Paul was that guy last year. Like Chris Paul was not a pushover when he got posted up because he was just he got that old man strength. And Eric <laughs> Gordon's got that same kind of old man strength. I would even say that he's a little bit girthier. Yeah, That's the he, second time we've used that word today. He's got that bigger backside that <laughs> Chris Paul was bringing. He's, 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 got, got, he's got that old man from. junk in the trunk. He's got the Kyle, Kyle Lowry going. What is happening? <laughs> What'd you say? Where did old man strength come Have you ever like, it, well, what happened was, is you know, back in the day, kids fucked around and they found out because they would challenge the old man in the bar and they would is put their hands on him. And so he's got that old man strength. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell just happened the last 30 seconds? <laughs> Story time. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but by the way, our friend Brendan Clean uh, has figured out that uh, Gerald's feeling Vegas a little bit. He says, Gerald sounds like Vegas right now. So, uh, I was up late reporting. <laughs> <laughs> he was embedded uh, trying to figure out uh, what's going on in Vegas for sure. Oh, uh, my God. Listen, it's been a really fun trip, but I'm not going to lie. Where You know how everyone says like 48 hours in Vegas is the ideal time? Mm -hmm. We've past 48 hours now and i'm starting to feel it oh, yes. I'm, I'm thriving Th this is I'm this thriving. you were in bed by 11 i was <laughs> yo rejuvenation and now i'm back on the streets tonight let's go this, this is nothing two weeks i spent here once for summer league oh. I do too. not complain about three days all right well, you and i have done the same thing hey. i can complain about three days because i also have been here <laughs> for two weeks for summer league Lindsay, i'm gonna tell you my summer league Shush. experience was probably much different than your summer league experience <laughs> back in my heyday all right <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I don't know if I want to know, to be completely honest Probably with you. Probably not, yeah. Uh, but what I do know is Suns basketball and Four Peaks go hand in hand, and we've got a Suns game coming up a little bit later in the afternoon, so make sure you guys stop by the grocery store or the gas station and pick up some Four Peaks beer so you can enjoy Four Peaks and the Summer Suns at the same time. Make sure you check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks 
and we ask that you drink responsibly. Also, if you are heading out to maybe watch the game with some friends, stop at Circle K. You can pick up the beer. You can also pick up snacks, even some Polar Pops, and you can fuel up so that the trip over and back is as smooth as possible. Make sure you are not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. Right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free uh, offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Also, I don't think we've taken off our Shady Rays since we got here. You don't want to see no. what's behind these shades. It's basically just been like, this is the, I saw some comments the uniform for Vegas. Judging yes. us for wearing our glasses indoors, and I promise you, I give no fucks about it. <laughs> Same. I mean, it's just one of those things. Shady Rays, hide the pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. Shout out how to many, Shady Rays. How many glasses are you wearing, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively for all of you guys listening and watching, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people all right guys before we get into the shenanigans we do have a summer suns game this afternoon at 3 30 um do you anticipate seeing uh kamara and goodwin out there today or do you think it might be a little less playing time for those two not too many kamara's gonna play yeah i would assume kamara plays i doubt we see goodwin i think they're gonna be cautious with him and maybe wait i think their next game after well they do play tomorrow so yeah um yeah they're they're gonna be cautious with him so he likely won't play they haven't ruled him out definitively yet so, yeah, I'd shut I'd, I'd shut Goodwin down at this point. I don't I don't think you need to see any more and and risk any further injury. Yeah, I again I, I agree with that. Um, but like Tumani, there's no reason Tumani shouldn't play in every single summer league game because you don't know how many reps he's going to get during the regular season. Uh, he's not expected to play a lot during the regular season unless he makes just some phenomenal jump. Uh, but he's a good player and he needs all the reps he can get. You know, and and these are good reps like. Get out there. So uh, I, it's not like your traditional first-round draft pick in this scenario. I know he's the only draft pick, but because of that, that doesn't mean that they're going to hold him back, um, in my estimation. Now, if they do, they do, but I don't see him missing any of these summer league games. Yeah, I think you probably get three out of them. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the right number, and then go, uh, all right, we don't need to see him unless unless he's pushing hard that he wants he wants the run, yeah. which may be the case. But I, I, if he plays like he did the other night, tonight, I think I've seen enough that I need to know in terms of in terms of what he brings. And I don't think he's going to make any headway on getting extra playing time uh, in the regular season at Summer League. That's going to come in training camp in a right. couple months. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, though. Yeah, because you got to see how he holds up against um, higher level NBA players, yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. no shade to Summer League players whatsoever, but there is a difference. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get into some shenanigans. <laughs> I feel like we haven't had enough shenanigans considering we are in Vegas we for these last couple of shows. We haven't really had any. We really no. haven't. So what might have to change That's that about tomorrow. to change. Oh, boy. We'll start it now and we'll keep it going into tomorrow's show. Espo, since you were in the middle of this, I will let you oh. take it away. So yesterday, Gerald and I were asked, well, would one of you come on the DNVR Nuggets show? 
And I looked at Gerald and I said, you sit right there, buddy. I'm going to go take <laughs> these pot shots from these guys. I'll go on the program and defend our honor. Uh, you, you don't have to worry about it. So I showed up over there and, of course, I got cornered. About, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's coming. Adam Mares, he set me up and he said, Harrison Wind, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, you can talk about why the Nuggets are superior and going to crush the Suns. And then I'll give uh, Espo a few minutes to try to, uh, you know, convince us otherwise. But we're not going to anyways, uh, be, you know, no matter what happens. And uh, we can take a listen to part of what Harrison said here. Let's do this game real quick and then we got to get out of here. But um, Wind, you can go first. Give me the case for why the Denver Nuggets, you're going to be the judge here, Will. Give me the case for why the Denver Nuggets are going to repeat as Western Conference uh, champions. Well, we haven't gotten to the Bowl Bowl discussion of this, which is <laughs> an entirely separate How podcast. can I forget? Um, but the reason why is because I don't think the Suns learned anything from the playoffs last year. The Suns doubled down on offense, and like that wasn't the reason why the Nuggets beat them. They still can't stop Nikola Jokic. They, they still can't stop the Nuggets can't starting slow five. Him. Can't slow him. They can't even slow him. So I, I just don't think the Suns really present that many more problems for the Nuggets than they did last year. Espo? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, oh, no. Harrison. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, I defended us there, but this is my home turf, and now it's time <laughs> to really go at it. I was respectful enough because I was there. But really? The Suns didn't do anything to get better? I don't know. They fired their entire coaching staff and changed that. I think that helped. They got Bradley Beal, one of the top 30 players in the NBA. They didn't double down because they got an entire bench that could shoot and play defense. Yeah, I'm saying it. We're coming for Larry, all right? <laughs> we got better in Phoenix, and you guys lost your bench players. So, you know what? Things have gotten better here, and not so much in the Mile High City. The outlaws are coming for your ass, and we're going to take the Larry O'Brien trophy. And that's the fact, Jack! Talk oh that goodness. ish, Esbo! Oh, 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 and then, then oh KBD! Hold on, hold on! That KBD got brought up, all right? And it was, oh, what's the hype with KBD? And then you go, I'm, hold on, let me stat your ass here a little bit. I did some research. Says I kind of got uh, hijacked uh, over there and didn't have a chance to look anything up or anything. I got hijacked. I got, so, <laughs> let me give you two stats, right? This was uh, this gentleman, 10.8 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists. The other gentleman, 9.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. Uh Okay, one of them's the guy that they said was overhyped and sucked on that show. The other one is Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who had the 10.8 points, 2.7 assists, and 2.4 points. Wasn't he a major part of what the Nuggets did last year? Mm. And he had basically the same stats as KBD. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quite get it. I don't get it, boys. What's with the, what's with the Contavious Caldwell-Pope hype? I don't, I don't understand why you guys love him. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack all this. I no. just held all that in <laughs> no, since so yesterday. Your time I ju- to shine. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And well, and Lindsay, no, your you time can shave to your shine. Lunch. Go ahead, Gerald. Uh, I'll, I'll let this. No, breathe. I mean, like like you mentioned, no disrespect to Harrison from me, but uh, oh, it was all I disrespect. Will, for me. I know that's what, that's why I said from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think the defensive thing has kind of gotten lost in the mix. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I do think they added a lot of length, a lot of defense. Um, I, I trust Nikias and John Hollinger that they believe that KBD is one of the more switchable 
wings that you can have on the perimeter. Um, Josh Akogi, they're bringing him back. Jordan Goodwin, he's a great defender. Like they have added defense. Uh, the question is whether these guys that they've brought in, whether some of the bench guys like Yuta can can he hold up defensively in a playoff series to where the three point shooting holds up. You've you've got questions like that about a lot of these guys. So I get this, some of the skepticism. Um, but this idea that they haven't added defense, Drew Eubanks, very good rim protector. Like a lot of, I just named four guys that they added Josh who defensively back too. can How help you. How much did they spend on those guys, um, by the way? And it was very little for those guys. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and to the point about like they don't have anybody still that can stop Nikola Jokic. Well, nobody can stop Nikola yeah. Jokic. You yeah. don't beat the Nuggets by stopping Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. You hope that Frank Vogel, who, like you mentioned, defensive-minded coach, can tap into the DeAndre Ayton that we saw in 2021 versus the one that we saw the, a couple of months ago um, because he is one of physically one of the best suited guys to at least make it difficult for him. He didn't do that in this last playoff series. Jokic has better talent around him than he did back in 2021. He's a better player than he was in 2021. But DA is still like, what were you supposed to do in the offseason? Who are you going to get that's going to stop Nikola Jokic? Like, you're not. So um, and, and the idea that, you know, going from Chris Paul to Bradley Beal was totally kind of overlooked in that conversation. I feel like that's a pretty big upgrade yeah. there. So I, I couldn't disagree more with his take on yeah, that. I, yeah, I just thought it was very short-sighted. It was very short-sighted. And clearly, you know, and again, we love Wendy. He's, he's one of our guys. However, comma, that was just a bad take. Like, that was just an overall bad take. Like, the fact that he was like, they didn't learn anything from the Nuggets series. The fuck they didn't? What are you talking about? They had dudes that couldn't throw a rock in the ocean from the corner that were wide open. Yes, I know Landry Shamit shot 50%, but a lot of that came in one game. A game that the Suns won. Now imagine if you multiply that a couple times. Now, guess what? You're going to win some of those games that you lost. And so that's where that offensively, Utah being uh, wide open in the corner, corner in the corner um you have eric gordon that can space the floor a little bit more you got bench scoring finally last year the bench was it was it was a hindrance mm-hmm. like it wasn't something you could go to and count on now you have that and in addition you have other players that have a lot of versatility so when you have to try and make switches throw doubles at Jokic, uh try to help out deandre aiden when he's actually engaged uh to try and you know mix the coverages up they have that ability to do it. And then let me remind you about the fact that, yes, I know Bull Bull's probably not going to be, be a, a major contributor. And if he is, great. And that changes the <laughs> dynamic even more, right? Mm-hmm. But you are talking about three seven-footers that you could potentially put on the court at one time. And when you're talking about versatility and throwing up different key uh, looks to Jokic, who is a tall guy, obviously seven-footer, um, that matters. That length matters. That, that length can bother you from time to time. It's not something that you're going to give him a steady diet of because he's too great of a player to give him the same look all the time. Like, he's going to pick you apart. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to throw up some versatility, and I think what they've done in that regard is completely being overlooked by that comment. So offensively, defensively, I think they upgraded, they got better, and they did it for uh, about the same cost as a Bruce Brown contract. So (laughs) there you go. Well, I, I said this on their show, too. I think if you're a GM that you're trying to build a roster to stop Nikola Jokic, you're an idiot. That You're not going to yeah. stop Nikola Jokic. It's about stopping the other guys, uh, letting Nikola Jokic do his thing, uh, and, and figuring out how you can offensively just outwork them. And I think the Suns did exactly that this offseason. So. Plus, I think, like Gerald, you mentioned this off the top too, but I, I think this is 
not something to overlook the, the coaching staff change. I think mm -hmm. that could be a huge one as well. Rockin' to Mike in the comments said, plus Monty didn't use Ross or Warren when the bench was not scoring anything during that series. Like, you have a different mindset coming into these type of matchups because you have a different head coach. So that in and of itself could make a huge you, difference. You will not see Frank Vogel watch his players do the same shit game after game after game and Keep expecting a different result. No, right. he will mix, he will mix some things up. He will give dudes their opportunity. Um, and even, you know what, one of the things that I did not like about, um, you know, no disrespect to Monty. He was a great coach. Don't get me wrong. But you did see it, when they would make those trades, unless it was somebody that he was truly comfortable with, he didn't really give them a lot of, a, of an opportunity to really shine uh, consistently. You know, you saw that with TJ and Ross, and I thought that hurt them in the playoffs. Frank Vogel won't be like that. You know, if they were to make a midseason trade for whatever, like, I don't see that happening. These guys are all starting off fresh. They don't have just eight games to prepare for the playoffs before they hit right. the Clippers. It's going to be significantly different now. See, and that's the other big portion of this is that Kevin Durant got hurt, so him playing with his son squad was a handful of games before they had to go into the playoffs. Now we're talking about an entire offseason. You've got training camp and then a whole regular season to figure it out yeah. together. And, and, and that's going to be a huge difference. And, and to your point about the coaching staff, like if you look at the teams that Frank Vogel has had, other than the two years that he spent with the Magic with, a, with bad rosters and the, his last year in L.A. with a terrible roster, his teams have ranked 10th, 1st, 1st, 3rd, 3rd, first in defensive rating but they like, didn't do anything to get better on defense no, it's only zero, offense zero look i don't think i'm gonna get invited back on the <laughs> team i'm just taking a guess here you know but what? i am still getting traded to chgo don't you here's the thing this seems like it's like the sibling rivalry of the top the two oldest siblings mm -hmm. who are only like 14 months apart and just butt heads constantly. That is what well, DNVR and PHNX yeah. are when it comes to basketball at the very least. It's true, but like, you know, one of the things that always bothered me was the fact that they were always saying like, oh, you know, we don't skip steps. We don't skip steps. I'm like, man, fuck your steps. What kind of steps? We had 50, we had 50 fucking plus years of step building. Fuck off. I don't want to hear that shit. We fell down those steps today yeah. very much. Twice. Yeah, multiple that. times. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Um, but it'll be fine. But I we do know. love our Nuggets. Guys. We will yeah. have a listen. Here's the thing: like, if you want to say like, I'm gonna hold out on deciding what I feel about the Suns until I see it in action, I'll give you that. Yeah. But to make that statement right now and just proclaim that this is exactly what it's gonna be, just like that we didn't not. like that we didn't watch Game Six and see us get that's housed and realize not. all our deficiencies and just say meh. Double down. Run it back. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, if Monty had come back and, and this team basically was the same team that came back, yeah, I could I could see that point. But that's not what happened at all. Yeah, look, I, I this comes down to it's 1-1 between, between these teams in the playoffs. Let's get a third. Let's get a rubber match here head-to-head uh, -head and see what happens. I, I want to see that. It'd be fun. It would, would be, be fun. Well, you know, I'm excited for this upcoming season. I do want to say one other should thing, too. Should we make a bet with them? Yes. Mm, yes. yes, we should. And by we, I mean you two, because I don't want to have to owe them anything. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, I do want to say something we didn't, we didn't really point out yesterday, but a lot of you have found it. Uh, our guy Shane Diefenbach has been doing a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. That dude has been busting his ass left and right, trying to cover all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we're doing here at Summer League and, and, and then some, all the interviews that you're seeing. Uh, he's been a superstar this whole weekend so give him some love watch our vlogs uh i think day two's already been posted we'll have another one coming up tomorrow for day three what you'll see today and it's just it's 
he's the he's been the MVP, man. I, I really love that guy. Yeah, the the deep has been fantastic out yes. here. It's and, been great. And all these uh, interviews and videos that you're seeing, Shane is with me the whole time, lugging all this this equipment around. Um, so he's he's been working his ass off. So hats off to Shane. Thank you for being here and making my job easier because all I have to do is talk to people. So. Also, Emma too. Those two carry yes. our show. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes Emma, we have to carry Emma off Emma, the show. So. Emma, That's fine. Emma, but on the show, she Emma, carries. Emma literally carried the show here today on her back. Like. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: like we, there's a ton of content on our YouTube channel right now. So if you are here watching with us on youtube scroll through check it out we've got yeah. a bunch of interviews that are up there and more will be coming as well plus the four. vlogs that you guys yeah. had mentioned yeah. so Nikias tons of bonus stuff there but we got four more coming today the full interview with doug mcdermott Nikias, uh kobe price who's the magic guy that we talked with bulbul about yeah. bulbul with yesterday so lots of stuff going up today and then we'll have post game stuff obviously from the suns game too. Sel yeah. selfish brag there's not another outlet out there that's doing what we're doing period like and you've seen the stuff you know go on with like the athletic making a pivot from local coverage to national a little bit more and stuff like that and um you know with the with AZ Central AZ Sports and us like we're the only outlets that are doing this day in day out trying to cover your team the best way we possibly can and um and it's fun for us but we we do it because we want to be able to provide that content to you guys so thank you for following us along Gerald's the hardest working man in the business both on the clock and off of it so Gerald goes dude, Gerald goes hard. <laughs> he goes hard with a capital H. We know. We could tell by his voice. Remember? Yeah. yeah. It was all the. It was all the. It was all the questions I was asking. He was, was the, asking so many tough was, questions. What was the drink week. called? The, with the flower? Buzz button. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just sing that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he must still be drunk if he's doing my stuff. Now. Can we make that thing? <laughs> Thank God somebody else can take it. Oh, we need a segment be... called Buzz Button. We oh, can. Right. There's a lot we could do with a Buzz Button segment. A, okay, I'm... Well, I'm already like, the wheels are turning here. Thank you, I feel you, like Gerald. I'm going to get punched if I hit a buzz. Like if we had a buzz button and, and I buzzed you, Lindsay, I feel like the first thing that would happen is I get hit in the face. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what was that for? Just because. You probably did something that you deserved it for in the last 24 hours, I right? I don't like your lack of confidence so, in me. I'm amazed I've like you haven't taken me out to the desert and ended things like you suggested. It's, it's because I literally got here and got sick. So I'm too tired <laughs> to follow up on my threats, Espo. You're lucky. You're Much lucky my immune system decided to just take a nap. Yeah, th thank you, the cold virus, for keeping me alive here. I oh much appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. We'll be back tomorrow at eleven AM with our final show from Vegas. So make sure you come hang out with us. Um, until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Espo at Espo. This is weird. You can follow, and you can follow Gerald <laughs> at Gerald Borgay. I don't like you guys being in the wrong seats now. This, that threw me off a lot. But Espo, you can take us home. Just remember, the D in Denver stands for... Well, you can fill that in. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me.